0: Welcome everybody, good morning. The Gospel reading today is from John 6.
1: Glory Glory to you, you, O Lord.
0: Lord. The Spirit gives life, the flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you, they are full of the Spirit and life. Yet there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus had known from the beginning which of them did not believe, and who would betray him. He went on to say, This is why I told you that no one can come to me unless the Father has enabled them. From this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. You do not want to leave too, do you? jesus asked the twelve simon peter answered lord to whom shall we go you have the words of eternal life we have come to believe and to know that you there are the holy one of god glory to you o lord praise Praise to you you, o Christ. christ please join me in the holy spirit prayer come holy spirit Fill the hearts of your faithful, and kindle on us the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and we shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit, who instructs the hearts of the faithful, grant that by the same Holy Spirit we may be made truly wise and ever rejoice in your consolations. This we pray, through Christ our Lord. Amen. I want to start by telling you a little story. A friend said, I don't know about God. How can you believe in something that you can't see? I asked, Do you believe in the wind? He said, Of course I believe in the wind. The wind is real. I said, but you can't see the wind. You can only see what it does and feel it when it touches your skin. That's how God is. I don't have to see him, but I can see what he does and feel him at work in my life. He's really there, just like the wind is. So I ask you... Where is Jesus in your life? Is he your priority? It's kind of strange to love somebody that you have never seen, isn't it? And yet, when you experience love of your Almighty Father, there is no doubting his existence. You are no longer the same. We can boldly say Father, even though I can't see you, excuse me, I know you are with me. We have an intimate relationship with God, a God that we cannot see. But I can point to my heart, and I know that he is there. I know that he is with us right now. Do you know who you belong to? Your father and mother claimed you as their child, but do you recognize that Jesus is the one that claims you as his child? You are his. What does it mean to have a relationship with God through Jesus? Jesus is standing at the door of your heart and he's knocking. When you hear his voice, you hopefully open that door and ask him into your heart. He comes in and he stays forever. So I ask you, have you surrendered your life to God? Are you only doing the right things on the outside, but something is missing on the inside? Have you opened your heart to God? The gospel I read teaches that no one comes to Jesus unless the Father draws him. God must crack that hard shell of our resistance that covers our hearts and let the Holy Spirit breathe into our souls. Ask God to soften your heart and let more of him in we are to commit to God ourselves our burdens our souls our faith journey our causes our words and actions basically our all proverbs sixteen three says commit to the Lord whatever you do and your plans will succeed. The world is a battleground. Since the fall of man in Eden, the world created God has been in conflict conflict with Satan. And after the fall, there was a separation between God and man. God's first question To Adam and Eve after the fall was, where are you? God, of course, knew where they were, but he wanted them to become aware of the fact that they were now lost and separated from him by sin. God wants to be found again. Are you seeking him? Are you seeking him with all of you? If God asked you right now, where are you, how would you answer? Would you realize that something is lacking? We cannot know intimacy with God through half-hearted devotion. When we seek the age, when we, when we reach the age when we can make moral choices. We must choose whether to follow our own sinful inclinations or to follow the will of God. God promises when we seek him with all our hearts, we will find him. Our most valuable possession is God, and all he asks of us in return is our complete devotion. Someday, he will take us to be with him forever. When we find him, we have a choice to make. Do we continue making our own choices, or do we surrender to his will? I said before that the world is a battleground. Surrender is a battle term. When an army surrenders, they lay down their arms and the winner takes control. Surrendering or yielding to God works the same way. God has a plan for our lives, and surrendering to him means we set aside our plans and seek his. I want you to live a true life one that has eternal hope consider this earthly wealth has nothing to do with your bank account and everything to do with God and what he is doing in your life when we surrender to God things happen the holy spirit enters our lives and begins to fill us with god's character so we can become more Christ like we become then the child of God. We rely on Jesus. Romans 6:13 says that God demands we surrender the totality of ourselves. It says, "Offer every part of yourself to him." Mark 8:34 says that Jesus asked his followers to do what? To deny themselves. This is the kind of surrender that is pleasing to God. James 4, 7 says, submit yourself to God. Confession and repentance are vitally important. What we do is restore by confessing and repenting that fellowship and communication that we lack. We must acknowledge with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength that Jesus is Lord. This requires complete obedience, which we cannot do on our own power. Paul said that when I am weak, I am strong. God can transform our weakness when we yield to him. Don't hide your fear or your weakness. Weakness that is submitted to God allows the power of Christ to work through us. Surrender to God and be restored. So we must rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. We are strongest when we rely on Him. When we know our weakness, we are more aware of our need for God's strength. Faith is our most reliable, certain, and unfailing strength. The truth is right here in front of you. We just have to base our lives on the truth in God's word. And obey what it tells us to do. You cannot lose giving yourself to God. It's the wisest decision you will ever make. Prayer and confession allows us every day to stay in that communication with Jesus. Jesus also asks those of us to follow him, to risk living beyond the borders of your comfort and your familiarity. Can you look back to a time when you served God wholeheartedly, with passion and zeal? Maybe it was when you were first a believer. If you have wandered in your faith journey, that's a good time to communicate with God. Once you make the move to communicate with him, he will run to you just like the father did with his prodigal son. If you are enjoying a season of closeness with God, do everything you can do to keep your zeal and your commitment. Ask yourself... How do I live my life for God? If you haven't already done so, confess and repent your sins to God and ask him for forgiveness. Accept that what Jesus did for us covers all our sin and mistakes, past, present, and future. Without him, without Jesus, we are all empty. He fills that hunger within us. Surrendering your pride enables us to ask God to release his power of the Holy Spirit into whatever struggle that we have. Our own self-will and determine alone, determination alone, can never, never win that battle. So there's three things to remember. Confess, repent, surrender. That is the daily process of surrendering. I wanted to read you something from Charles Stanley. Most of us know that at salvation our sins are forgiven, and God gives us eternal life. But much more accompanies our redemption. We receive a new nature, power over sin, and a renewed mind. These qualities need development, which happens through knowledge of Scripture, submission to the Holy Spirit, and a diligent effort on our part. When we come to the place of recognizing that life is not about us, We are ready to stop running from God and we can surrender, allowing him to take control. Submission does not mean doing everything yourself. It means working with God, not against him. If someone who didn't know your heart took a look at your life right now, Would they see Jesus in it? God wants us to remember where we belong. Is something holding you back? So surrendering means coming to true faith in Jesus and yielding ownership to our lives to God. And when we do this, he gives us the power and the desire to live for God, a daily process as we mature as Christians. God is calling us to release in our lives what is no longer useful or meaningful and to make room for eternal hope. Discovering that purpose and living in it is the secret to real happiness. Help is available as Jesus is. Say this, I just need to come to him more often when I'm troubled, confused, angry, lonely, And also, also come to him when you are grateful. Sometimes we must wait on the Lord, but through the discipline of waiting we can develop quiet virtues. Commitment, humility, patience, endurance, and yes, enjoying peace. These virtues can take some time. Waiting for God however, is never, ever a waste of time. Jesus will never turn his back on you. Once you have found Jesus, once you have surrendered your life to him, don't hide him. Don't tuck yourself into a, him into a secret closet, hiding him from yourself and from others. Share him. There are people in your life who desperately need Jesus, And his presence in their lives can be transformational, making an eternal difference. You and you alone can make that difference in that person's life. Can you surrender to God then? Yes, you can. He wants your all. Christ said, give me your all. I don't want so much of your time, your money, or your work. I want you and in return, I will give you myself. Remember, God has no trouble saying that he loves us. If God is love, who else is he to love but us? Jeremiah 31.3 says, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Ignoring God's love is life's greatest tragedy. Do you know, can you feel, How much God loves you. Do you know how many times he has rescued you without you acknowledging it or even knowing about it? In God's love, we are made complete. Receiving it should be our greatest joy and honor. You are not just another face in the crowd. God knows each one of you. Give your life to Jesus and yield to his will. God is someone you can always count on. You can tell him everything. He will wrap his arms around you and tell you everything's okay. You don't have to be perfect. Jesus did that for you. The eternal God who designed you in his image desires to walk with you and to meet all of your needs. Let him fill you with peace with hope and love. I want you to cooperate with me for a minute and do something. Do this now. I want you all to close your eyes. Just close your eyes and relax. Picture Jesus' face in front of yours. Now reach around yourself and give yourself a hug. Come on, I want to see all of you do it. Reach around and give yourself a hug. Come on, men. Reach around and give yourself a hug. Open your eyes. Did you feel the love? So what you need to do is make Jesus your priority. God bless you all and amen.